Welcome to Add Bible, an audio daily devotion from the Ezra Project. Alan J. Huth shares a Bible passage with comments from over 35 years of his personal Bible reading journals and applies the Word of God to our daily lives. Today we listen to Luke chapter 23, the trials of Jesus, the crucifixion of Jesus, the death of Jesus, and the burial of Jesus. So let's listen intently to Luke chapter 23, by faith comes by hearing. Luke 23 Then the whole company of them arose and brought him before Pilate, and they began to accuse him, saying, We found this man misleading our nation and and forbidding us to give tribute to Caesar and saying that he himself is Christ, a king. And Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? And he answered him, You have said so. Then Pilate said to the chief priests and the crowds, I find no guilt in this man. But they were urgent, saying, He stirs up the people, teaching throughout all Judea, from Galilee even to this place. When Pilate heard this, he asked whether the man was a Galilean. And when he learned that he belonged to Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him over to Herod, who was himself in Jerusalem at that time. When Herod saw Jesus, he was very glad, for he had long desired to see him, because he had heard about him, and he was hoping to see some sign done by him. So he questioned him at some length, but he made no answer. The chief priests and the scribes stood by vehemently accusing him. And Herod with his soldiers treated him with contempt and mocked him. Then, arraying him in splendid clothing, he sent him back to Pilate. And Herod and Pilate became friends with each other that very day, for before this they had been at enmity with each other. Pilate then called together the chief priests and the rulers and the people and said to them, You brought me this man as one who was misleading the people, and after examining him before you, Behold, I did not find this man guilty of any of your charges against him. Neither did Herod, for he sent him back to us. Look, nothing deserving death has been done by him. I will therefore punish and release him. But they all cried out together, Away with this man and release to us Barabbas! A man who had been thrown into prison for an insurrection started in the city and for murder. Pilate addressed them once more, desiring to release Jesus, but they kept shouting, Crucify! Crucify him! A third time he said to them, Why? What evil has he done? I have found in him no guilt deserving death. I will therefore punish and release him. But they were urgent, demanding with loud cries that he should be crucified, and their voices prevailed. So Pilate decided that their demand should be granted. He released the man who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder, for whom they asked. But he delivered Jesus over to their will. And as they led him away, they seized one Simon of Cyrene, who was coming in from the country, and laid on him the cross to carry it behind Jesus. And there followed him a great multitude of the people and of women who were mourning and lamenting for him. But turning to them, Jesus said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, 
but weep for yourselves and for your children. For behold, the days are coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren, and the wombs that never bore, and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. For if they do these things, when the wood is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two others, who were criminals, were led away to be put to death with him. And when they came to the place that is called the Skull, there they crucified him and the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they cast lots to divide his garments. And the people stood by watching, but the ruler scoffed at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself. If he is the Christ of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him. This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged railed at him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation, and we indeed justly, for we are receiving due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, Truly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. It was now about the sixth hour, and there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour, while the sun's light failed, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Then Jesus, calling out with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commit my and having said this, he breathed his last. Now when the centurion saw what had taken place, he praised God, saying, Certainly this man was innocent. And all the crowds that had assembled for this spectacle, when they saw what had taken place, returned home, beating their breasts. And all his acquaintances and the women who had followed him from Galilee stood at a distance watching these things. Now there was a man named Joseph from the Jewish town of Arimathea. He was a member of the council, a good and righteous man who had not consented to their decision and action, and he was looking for the kingdom of God. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then he took it down and wrapped it in a linen shroud and laid him in a tomb cut in stone where no one had ever yet been laid. It was the day of preparation and the Sabbath was beginning. 
The women who had come with him from Galilee followed and saw the tomb and how his body was laid. Then they returned and prepared spices and ointments. On the Sabbath they rested according to the commandment. Though I have read and heard this story over and over in my life, it still grips me deeply. With tears in my eyes, I turn to my journals from 1994, 95, and 96 on Luke 23. Beginning from 1994, neither Pilate nor Herod found any guilt in Jesus. Testimony again that he was sinless and did not die due to his own deeds. He died for the multitude who wanted him crucified. And like us, Barabbas, a convicted sinner, was released freed because Jesus died in his or our place. The story of the crucifixion of Jesus still grips me. If they did these things to the green tree, what will happen to the dry? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He breathed his last. The veil of the temple was torn in two. The symbol of access to God and the Holy of Holies was open so that we now can go directly to God without a priest, thanks to Jesus. From 1995, I find no fault in this man. Herod found Jesus not guilty too, so there was no guilt, no wrong in Jesus, but the religious leaders cried out for his death anyway. Pilate failed to do the right thing under pressure. He did the politically correct thing. Jesus was crucified with forgiveness on his lips. From the cross, he provided salvation even to a repentant criminal. In my journal that day, I also wrote, I am being laid off at my job. I met with the boss yesterday and he said I didn't fit into next year's budget. Hard to believe after 13 years. I need to look to God now for what's next. Please, Lord, act quickly. That probably describes some of that depression, some of that anxiety over the cares of life that I shared a couple of days ago. My prayer that day was keep my testimony in this. Seek the Lord, thy will be done. Business and ministry opportunities. Forgiveness for my sins of backbiting, lack of loyalty, talking too much about the boss, guidance and direction on what to do next, that things will happen quickly so Terry and the kids will not have to suffer. Now on to 1996. Pilate was politically correct. He found no fault in Jesus, but he succumbed to mob mentality. He also tried to duck the personal responsibility by sending the case to Herod, who sent it back to Pilate. Then I have referred to verse 23, and the voices of these men and of the chief priests prevailed. And then I referred to verse 34, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. What a powerful statement at a desperate time. Thank you, Jesus, for not saving yourself from the cross, but rather saving us. And then I referred to verse 46, he breathed his last. In Luke 23, Jesus is tried found not guilty, but crucified anyway. I find no guilt in this man. Nothing deserving death has been done by him. I have found in him no guilt deserving death. Verses 4, 15, and 22. Jesus was headed for the cross, not for anything he did, but because of who he was. From the foundations of the earth, he was destined to be the Lamb of God for sinners slain. On the cross, Forgiveness was in his heart. Verse 34. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Yes, Jesus went to the cross with forgiveness in his heart for you and me. He was wrapped in a linen shroud and laid in a tomb. 
But fortunately, the Gospel of Luke does not end with chapter 23. Jesus, thank you for going to the cross for me. Thank you for being an innocent lamb slain from the foundation of the earth for the sins of all mankind. Thank you that from the cross you had forgiveness in your heart. Thank you for taking the place of Barabbas. Thank you for taking the place of me on that cross at Calvary. Amen.